0: Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our interactive daily broadcast where trusted leaders bring insights and analysis to the issues from a biblical perspective. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get biblical answers, information and resources to help
1: you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Richard Harris.
0: Hello, everybody. This is Richard Harris. I'd like to welcome you to the Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. Uh, I am really excited about today's program. We're going to have a good time today because we've got a panel of folks. I almost said experts. I guess you guys are experts. They are experts because they are all graduates of The Practical Government School at Karis Bible College. And uh, uh, today I just want to take time to share with all of you, our viewers, the amazing uh, content, the amazing program in the Practical Government School at Karis. And also I'm I'm hoping that that what these amazing uh, graduates have to say uh, will inspire you provoke you, whether you ever decide to come to Keras or not, but will challenge all of us to do more, to reach higher, to trust God, and to make an impact uh, in our world today. So I'm really excited to be able to uh, to just join you guys today. And, and let me just begin by introducing our guests, okay? So first up, I'd like to introduce Kim Kohler. And Kim uh, is here on the end. Uh, she is currently serving as the uh, coordinator of the Practical Government School. Now, yeah. now the Practical Government School is in the third year program at Caris, right? Is. Yes, okay, it is. and uh, Caris, of course, is a. We used to say it was a two-year school but now I think pretty much we're saying it's three year. You yes. can go for two years and you get your certificate in biblical studies, uh, but you really need to go for three years so you can specialize in that field that God's calling you to. And the, and the third year program has many different schools. How, how are there eight now? Uh, seven or seven. eight? Seven, okay, yeah. so there's like what? Worship and ministry. Ministry, film and production. Yeah, what else? Business. Business, okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, worship. Yes. 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 And um, Uh, practical. uh, Global.
0: Global outreach. Global outreach. Yeah. Uh, So there's lots of of areas. Look at this panel. Aren't these ladies um, uh, amazing? So, (laughs) uh, yeah, I should have worn a tie or something. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Kim is the current coordinator. She's been serving in that job for, this is your third or fourth year? This will be my third year. And she was actually in the? First graduating class. First graduating class. Next to Kim is Yong Ulig, right? Did I say it right? Ulig. Ulig. okay, and Yong, you graduated just this last May, right? Yes, I did. All right, awesome. Yeah, and I'm really excited to hear what you have to say because I know she's like uh, an evangelist and- uh, I can't help it. uh, No, of course you (laughs) can't. And this is Priscilla Lua, and Priscilla is a graduate from what year? Uh, 2021. 2021 and Kim was 2017 so we're getting back their ways and joining us by video today uh, from I believe it's Florida correct me if I'm wrong here but it's Tim Robertson um, another practical government school graduate and uh, you guys are going to get to know all uh, all of these amazing folks here today in this program and uh, so I'm really excited about it Tim thanks for joining us today Mm
2: -hmm. and Tim is from North Carolina You'll get the Absolutely. accent very quickly.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you were in Florida. My bad. Sorry about no, that,
2: No, it's
1: brother. all right. I'm from a small little town called Welcome, North Carolina. So uh, welcome to welcome.
0: <laughs> how about that yeah oh wow that's funny you ever heard chad Connolly's story about south carolina there was an there's an uh like a crossroads there and the one sign points to clinton south carolina and the other one points to prosperity south carolina oh. and the and prosperity is actually to the right and clinton to the left so it's like you couldn't have, you couldn't yeah. have, uh, <laughs> Made planned that, that right yeah, so mm-hmm. anyway it's so great to have all of you joining us today and um folks i want to just to mention that um, we won't have live call-ins in this program because this is actually being pre-recorded uh, to be shown uh, later. And uh, so unfortunately we won't have live call-ins today. Please feel free though uh, to call our phone center if you need prayer today for any reason. That number is 719-635-1111 uh, and uh, we would love to hear from you today. Uh, but um, you know one of the things that My main job here at Andrew Womack Ministries is to uh, run Truth and Liberty. (laughs) <laughs> but also um, i've just stepped into the role as the director of the practical government school pastor mark Cowart has been doing that for years and done mm-hmm. an amazing job yeah but you know his ministry has grown to a point where he just can't do it all anymore and uh, he he needed to hand that off so i'm honored to be able to work with kim well, congratulations and to we're together i think that god's going to do even greater things with yep. practical government it's, so yep. um, and our enrollment is up this year it's predicted to continue rising We are just producing warriors in the field of government and culture. And uh, I just want to start things off by um, going to you, Kim, and let's just uh, ask, I just want you guys to share with our viewers today, um, how did you come to decide? Uh, that practical government was where God was calling you to go. How did you decide to choose that school? What was the process like for you?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I lived here in Colorado Springs after graduating from Caris. My husband and I came together, and I owned a real estate company here in Colorado Springs. And then I heard we had a business school. So I decided to come to the business school. And after business school, I remember one day Paul Milligan comes walking in and he said, hey, you're the first to know, but we're gonna start a school of practical government. And right then, it was like that. The Holy Spirit said, you're going. And I was—I had no desire for government. I didn't know anything about government. <laughs> okay. But I knew I was going to come. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so i it was probably two years before the practical government started, but after God gave me that quickening that you're going, I started jumping into helping with campaigns. And I think the first campaign I helped with was Ben Carson's. Mm. And then I jumped into practical government. And it was such a blessing. And Richard, you were my coordinator. <laughs> and it was our first year. And wow, we had a great first year.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. That that year, of course, the school was brand new. Yeah. Um, I was the coordinator. We got to build this amazing curriculum with David Barton's help. It's mm-hmm. funny that you mentioned Ben Carson. We had him here on the show last week.
3: Yeah. Yes. Or mm-hmm. earlier. It was, it was right.
0: Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monday of last week. Um, and it was uh, just an amazing guy. Uh, he's he's incredible. but. Um, yeah. So you were in that first graduating class. That uh, I remember that that was the year Donald Trump was elected president yes, in twenty sixteen. Twenty
2: sixteen.
0: And uh, the amazing celebration that we had when those results came <laughs> through. That yes. was phenomenal. And what a great year. Now, Young, you're the uh, most recent graduate yes, am. among us today. I am. Um, how did you make your way to Practical Government School?
4: Well, it was pretty miraculous that I even made my way to Caris. Uh, my life had blown up, I was, my heart was shattered, but how many people know that your heart can be shattered that you're still strong in faith? So I got a word from the Lord to go to Karis and I'm embarrassed to say this now, but I didn't know who Andrew Womack was. I'm like, what's a wombat? Is that an Australian land animal? So, That's but funny. you know, God knows best. And I came here sitting under the word, and immediately, as soon as I got arrived in Woodland Park, Colorado, which is beautiful, by the way, and I didn't know a soul, um, I connected with a group called the Desperados, and. The leader, evangelist, is also a graduate of practical government. I believe 2019, Pastor Wayne graduated. And so immediate not only was I sitting under the word of God, but we were ministering on the street to all these broken hearts. We would minister everywhere where the door was open, to the Navajo Nation, to the Crow Nation, to the um, ex-gangsters and prostitutes and drug addicts in, um, not Guffey, but in um, Pueblo. And, we're all, we all may look different and come from different places, but our need for God and an experience with the love of God is the same. Mm-hmm. So, he always came from that uh, perspective that you, that you really get gets ingrained more deeply in you through practical government about being a good citizen, about what a treasure and a miracle America is, mm-hmm. and to be relevant. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So. That was role model to me through my pastor, evangelist, and graduate of practical government, Wayne Lurch. And so I knew the only third year track for me was practical government, which I find so ironic because I don't necessarily have dreams of going into politics. I used to think it was always a dirty word, Mm -hmm. but God is funny. He always knows because I look back at my history and I double majored in political science and philosophy from from, uh, Wellesley College. So, but the only reason I did that was to maybe be a lawyer like like you, but I didn't Mm. follow that route. Yep. Um, But God is the ultimate upcycler. He uses everything from our past for his glory and his good. So I just encourage anyone who's listening that no matter where you're coming from, the world needs you. To take up your part of the wall, and um, you know, God forbid, if this great nation falls off the cliff of socialism, not on my watch. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, uh, Andrew has been. Many people have have asked Andrew, um, Andrew, you need to you need to open Practical Government School up so that anybody can go. They shouldn't have to go through two years of Bible school before they get there. Um, And Andrew has always uh, said, no, that's not, that's not what the Lord told me to do in this situation. I'm curious, like uh, Young, do do you think that, I mean, that's, is is that a good decision? I mean, I I personally believe it is because the students acquire the foundation in God's word Absolutely. Uh, of faith and righteousness um, uh, before entering into the practical training and the deeper dive into God's purpose and will for government. Uh, what do you think?
4: I think the curriculum at Karis is brilliant because you have everyone coming from different places in their journey, in their walk, denominationally and otherwise, and also their heart is in a different place, mm-hmm. wounded in different areas. So the first year where you're just soaking up the Word of God, actually reading the Bible. Um, My mother was very angry that I wasn't going to the Princeton school because she thought I should get an Ivy League degree instead, but she didn't understand. She will understand one day. (laughs) But that's what it's about, to experience the love of God, the Word of God, and have that Automatic transformation in your heart, where you have that relationship with the Lord, and then the second year, where it's more practical, you get up in front of people and you you practice giving a message, and the more you do it, the the more natural it becomes. So I think that's a brilliant way of foundationally having people come together, being united in the right place, so they can be of use, so they can be of service instead of being a hot mess out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Priscilla, now, you uh, graduated PGS in 2019.
3: um, 2021. 21. I'm sorry. So well, I went through, went, the, I was one of the COVID students. <laughs> in there. in COVID, God <laughs> the, the, bless you. <laughs> I survived that so part. She's an yeah. overcomer. <laughs> an overcomer, yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, well that's yes, amazing. Yes, 2020 so, um, and
3: 2021.
0: Yeah, and, and you're now working for Truth and Liberty yes. uh, as our, our uh, field operations manager yes. and doing a phenomenal job. But I, what's your story? How did you find your way to practical government school?
3: Well, definitely um, I was not interested at all in politics. I always use this funny quote where it's like, well, I used to break the law, now the Lord had to teach me to keep the law. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But, um, I, so I did the juvenile justice ministry for nine years and I think that's kind of what led me. This was like, um, I would say seven of the years it was in Nebraska. And then two, I went to detention centers here in uh, Colorado Springs. And um, while well, my first year here, uh, the Lord just spoke to me and, and said, uh, you're going to help position me back. And I was like, oh, well, how are we going to do this? I knew it was systematically. I just didn't know how. And it was overwhelming. So my, in the first year, we went to one of those um, uh, youth spoke about government school and at that point I already went had gone to your church when it was yes. called faith and grace mm-hmm. um And I was like so I was like put me in the church that you want me to go so he did so everything He just lined everything up. He put me in the church And then he's like you're gonna help put me back I, and I knew how, what that meant um, but in my mind because I did ministry with the detention kids um, I thought I was gonna go into ministry school mm-hmm. Well, within three months, uh, he shifted me to Mm -hmm. government school. And after I heard you, and I was like, I had tears. I cried for three days because I was so
0: scared. I was that bad. No,
4: (laughs) (laughs) not you, but I
3: was like the calling of it all. It was just like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, Lord, okay. And so I shifted and chose uh, government school. And um, from then on, like the word kept confirming the mm. first year second year uh kept confirming that's the direction i needed to go mm. i didn't understand it all i didn't question him i just knew that i had to take the course after i heard you speak mm. and so there i was and i was like okay so how are we gonna do this uh you said we're going you're gonna use me as a vessel mm-hmm. to um put you back and what he said next what I'll, Obviously, uh, I it brought me to tears. He says, "You position my people and you position me."
0: Okay, say and that so, one again. What did he say? He the said, Lord said.
3: The Lord said, "You position my people, you position me." Wow. Wow. And that's Love it. when I knew that government was the way and and miracles kept having, I, I think throughout the three years of school, tuition was paid and mostly government school was actually paid for through interning with Truth and Liberty and then other means. So through that, my third year, I didn't have to really pay a cent because it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, Lord, you have me in your will right now. Uh, Because he was just providing everything. And so that's how I ended up in government school because he says, you're gonna help put me back. And I asked, I was like, okay, well, what church do you want me to go? And he just put me at the right church to hear the right message awesome. and, um, yeah. and yeah. And of course, cried for a couple of days and he says, okay, are you done? So I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm done. this." We're do glad it. you're oh, here, Priscilla. Yes. So now it's, uh, I'm just blessed to be working with Truth and Liberty yeah. with great leaders like you and Andrew Womack that stand for truth and wanna change the culture in this country. And yeah. so I'm very blessed.
0: Well, yes. that's very kind of you, thank you. And I, we're, we wanna talk later in the show about um, what God's doing or has done in your lives or where you see yourselves mm-hmm. going. Um, but I wanna dive just a little bit deeper in your story, Priscilla. Um, you actually were born in Mexico, am I right on that?
3: Uh, no, I was actually what? born in California. Cal- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Close. But, um, <laughs> That's funny, yeah. (laughs) So I'm first generation on my father's side, okay, and third generation on my mother's side.
0: You you went back to Mexico for a time. Yes, is that the that's what I'm thinking. Yes, that's when my. Can you share a little bit of that story and how it impacted you and your love for the United States?
3: Oh my gosh, yes. So being born here, and my father just chose to move to Mexico all of a sudden when I was nine years old. We're just American kids, we have cartoons on TV and we're going to school and we get free lunch and all of that, all the, all the blessings, right? And he takes us to a country we've never been. And uh, so we, in Mexico, they call them ranchos and so they're like small little villages. And so we didn't have running water. So that was a big thing. It was every, once a week, running water would come. And and we would have to fill out buckets and whatever gallons we had. And so that was new. Uh, School education, uh, since we didn't know much Spanish and I was nine, I think nine is it fourth grade? Um, I think it's fourth Mm -hmm. grade, right? Yes. They put us in first grade. So there we are in first grade learning Spanish. You know, and um, anything that you did wrong at the, in the schools, the teachers would actually hit you with the ruler, you know they would actually abuse you there, <laughs> and so we and we didn't have free lunch, okay, so there's no free lunch, we had to go out uh, we didn't have. Washers, dryers, anything like that. We had to go and learn from our cousins just to wash in the river on these rocks on our knees, and and so, anyways, all that. I remember one night going to bed, and oh, it was like <laughs> I remember going to bed and said, "I want to go home. Mm. I want to go home." Yeah, and home meaning this country, America. Yes, right. Lord, I wanna Amen. Go home. That was my prayer, as a kid, I wanna go home.
0: Yeah.
3: And um, anyways, we learned, uh, and that was the appreciation because as kids, uh, if we didn't go to school, we had to work in the field, and that's what we did. We preferred, because they In Mexico. They were in Mexico, yeah. Uh, and that's what us three siblings preferred, is just to go work in the field because uh, the education there, and being, and, and it's unfortunate, being a you would think being a Hispanic and being there, you would tr- be treated the same, but mm. no, they seen you as an American. Mm. And so uh, the teachers and the staff, they would not treat you like uh, a citizen from mm. Mexico uh, because they seen us as Americans. Yeah. And so we just said, my dad said, well, you guys can come to work with us. I was like, "Wow." Well, okay. We rather go work with uh, my dad and my uncles, and just work in the field. Right. So, uh, definitely, we brought back our my my brothers and sisters. We definitely brought back an appreciation for this country, Mm. Mm. and this is home. Amen. This is home. We know how blessed we are. And I am grateful for those lessons because it just made me grateful for what God has done in this country.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to get to Tim here in just a second. It reminds me, though, over the Fourth of July holiday, uh, there were liberals and progressives on social media and elsewhere who were trashing America on our on our national birthday, you know, and. uh, I really like. There's a there's an NBA player. His name is Enis Cantor Freedom. I think he changed his last name to Freedom. He's from the nation of Turkey, but he loves America, and. Um, uh, he commented in response to one of these, uh, I think it was a WNBA player or someone who was trashing America. He said, uh, you think America's so bad, why don't you ask Brittany Griner what she thinks of America now? And of course, she's the WNBA player mm-hmm. who was arrested in Russia and imprisoned for several months mm-hmm. because she had uh, possession of marijuana. And uh, you know, the, U- the United States, It's sometimes it's, uh, Uh, You know, we're so used to the luxury of complaining, right? The freedom to complain about Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. that people have no idea how blessed they are to live in this country. Well, we also, uh, you guys, uh, we've got Tim Robertson who's joining us live by video from uh, the great state of North Carolina. And Tim, you, as you said earlier, you're a a graduate of uh, the Practical Government School from. 2022 and so tell us brother um how did you come to that place of wanting to go to uh, pgs and and all of that you didn't you went through Keras first two years not here but uh in greensboro i think you said or something like that and so what tell us about your journey
1: well i was going to to, to school in greensboro like i like you mentioned and i come to a men's advance it was 2015 they were still having it there in the barn and um, the Lord spoke to me. He said, you're going to go to Karis. And I'm like, I'm already in Karis. I don't understand what you're talking about. But he, um, he, I didn't know exactly where that was. And, but I had always studied um, economics and, and you know, stuff you know, just for giggles you know, and, and things of that nature. But um, what really did it for me in around 2015, 16, you started seeing the culture shifting. You started seeing uh, the uprise of some of the stuff you see in the culture today, and um, and I didn't hear anything from the pastors. And then all of a sudden, here it is, and, uh, you know, COVID comes along, and we've got Florida Palooza out on the streets and people burning the <laughs> the the streets down and protesting, and, and, and the pulpits just seem to be so silent, I, you know. It, I make this joke that you know the, the the cities are burning, but the pastors are talking about the difference between imputed and imparted righteousness. they They, they just didn't want to take home those issues of the day. and and um, after the tragic death of of my wife in two thousand and nineteen, um, you know, it kind of opened the door. And I said, You know what? I've got to do this. and i I, I didn't really think about running for office or anything of that nature, but Man, I learned so much at Caris that uh, you know. I, Of course, brought some of that stuff back, and um, and hope to spend some of that and, and and spend some of that time and the things that I learned uh, uh, teaching others here in North Carolina.
0: Yeah, well, that's awesome. Uh, and so you actually have uh, been able to get out of the bubble here and go back to North Carolina. So that's awesome. All, all of us, we we got sucked in, couldn't get out. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, um, no.
4: this it's, is a greenhouse. Uh, it's a greenhouse. It's, green it's not. Yes. It's
0: a greenhouse. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, it is. Yeah, I never. You know, we never planned. My wife and I, we didn't think we would be staying. You know, we thought we were gonna go off to Mission Field or something like that. You know, and. But, I uh, thought I was a, gonna
3: go back to Nebraska this awesome Republican state but he kept me here kept like, Lord in the deep deep <laughs> blue deep recesses blue.
0: of Colorado yeah well I want to uh, shift gears uh, and just let's talk about practical government school what's it like what was it like for each of you um, you know what uh, kind of just share a little bit with our viewers uh, your memories and how it impacted you Kim you want to start yes. us
2: off well I wanted to say one thing that Priscilla touched on, she said when she came and God gave her the call, she cried for like three days. Yeah. But you know, she left powerful, and we see- And yes, she is powerful. Yes, and I see so many people come into practical government school and they're scared because you, they're like, it's the mountain of government. But you know what, they come out so strong and that's, mm-hmm. that is so amazing. And uh, my experience in practical government, I felt the same way, I came in not knowing anything. I had a little bit of experience because I had that two-year period of time that I knew God called me and that before the school actually started but the moment I heard that it was coming I I signed up right away and um, I just felt like every class I grew every single class it was like the next one I thought it was amazing but it kept getting better and better and better and the speakers that we had and it just started really transforming my heart for government I didn't have that before I, I honestly thought God why are you putting me into practical government because I Never talk politics with anybody, and now that's all I do. Talk wow. wow. politics with everybody. <laughs> that's that's, that's our love problem. language now. That's, that's
4: love your love language.
2: language. Uh, yeah, second after Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. and Kim, you uh, amazed everybody uh, during your when you were in PGS. You and another student, um, Chris Shea, volunteered for uh, the Donald Trump campaign. Tell us what what you achieved there. I don't want to take your thunder or whatever, but
2: (laughs) So, and when you're in practical government school, we go out and do something. We have hours of practical application. And so myself and another student, Chris Shea, we decided we would door knock, volunteer with the Trump campaign door knocking. And one day I'm door knocking and I get this phone call and it was the secret service. And they said, Kim, you know, you're number one in Colorado. Would you, Donald Trump wants to meet with you. Oh. And so it was it, Chris and I were so excited. We both got to go meet with Donald Trump and take pictures with him and just talk with him for a little bit. And then um, later on in that same season, I got another phone call and they said, Kim. Uh, you're number one in the country this time. Donald Trump wants to meet you again. Are, do you want to come meet him? And I said, of course. <laughs> so it was—it was really exciting, and it was fun for the class because Chris and I would come back and tell of our shenanigans, door knocking, and everything that happened when we were out there. But then I got to be a VIP guest at the inauguration ball and go to the inauguration, and it was just a blessing. Awesome. But it really was the Lord. We were anointed for that time.
0: Well, that's amazing. You are one hard worker.
2: Yes, if you want a job done, (laughs) you know where to go, right?
0: Awesome. I knew you were number one in Colorado, but I never really realized it was nationwide.
2: Nationwide, yes. When they called, I was surprised. But Chris and I, we really feel like God anointed us for that time Uh because we would get out of school at noon, we'd run down to Colorado Springs, and we would door knock till it was dark and we were just so passionate that about it it's an anointing because it's not easy it's not it's not yeah. an easy job we were just so passionate about the campaign and getting trump into office that we just kept going and then we were rewarded we were blessed wow so,
0: that's awesome was... so so in practical oh, government school was there um, Was there a particular revelation or a course or uh, maybe favorite instructor or something like that? What stands out to you most from Uh, And I know that was several years ago now for you. Yeah,
2: this is gonna sound really cliche, but it's all of them. Literally, it really was. Every time I stepped into the classroom, we'd have a course and I'd be like, that was amazing. It really impacted me. I learned. I, I learned so many practical applications, like public speaking and, you know, um, how to face hostile media. <laughs> and you you brought that into our class. It's still a popular course that we have. <laughs> but um, everything it just kept building. And I, it, honestly, I would say, gosh, it can't get better. And it truly did. So I can't. I honestly can't say one because I loved them all. Mm-hmm. I truly loved every moment of Practical Government. Yeah. Every single moment when yeah, it was and, done.
0: And we're not paying you to say that.
2: No. No. Oh, no, I, I, I truly loved it. And when I was done, I missed it. So I'm glad to be back as coordinator. Oh, She's well, the most wonderful coordinator. She really does. She keeps us on our toes. Yeah, I'm blessed. I get to spend time with these students and watch them transform. It's such a blessing. Yeah, I, I think practical
4: government stands out because while all the third tracks are wonderful in their way, and particularly if you're called to go to one, you're anointed to go to it. Yes. With practical government, you have experts in the fields that are sharing their perspective, and they're not all teachers. They're not all the same voices that you've heard for two years. Mm -hmm. And not to say that that's bad, but you have this cross-pollinization that occurs Mm -hmm. in class Mm -hmm. that is so powerful, it's so powerful, and I can understand when Kim says, Every class was great because you received such time and um, shared wisdom and experience from these p- folks that really, it's not available anywhere else in the world.
0: No. Well. It- I just looked up, I was so engrossed that I did not realize we have a break coming up. Or actually, we're on the break. So guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation we're having here with this group of amazing practical government school graduates. We've got to take a little break right now and share some information with you, but we will be right back in 90 seconds to continue this conversation, so don't go away. The moment you believe your healing is done, and it's just a matter of time until whatever the symptoms are, Are gone
1: you observe what Jesus did and try in your mind and say I'm making a judgment that Jesus paid the price for me we focus on what the doctors can do for us more than what God can do for us say God is my healer not the doctor
2: Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and like many of you, I wear lots of hats. But most of all, I'm a child of God. Ever since I was young, my desire has been to share the unconditional love of God. There is nothing more rewarding to me than people changing their lives and then changing the world. That's why I'm inviting you to join me wherever you are, and let's discover together these foundational truths that will transform your life.
0: Okay, well, we're back here on the Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show. I'm Richard Harris, and uh, I'm just really enjoying the conversation we're having today as we've got uh, several graduates of the Karis Bible College Practical Government School on our set and joining us uh, remotely uh, by by video to talk about their experiences in practical government and where God is taking them now. And, uh, you know, if you're watching today and uh, God is pulling at your heartstrings or or maybe you're burdened, uh, wondering, Lord, what can I do for your kingdom? How can I make a difference? Maybe you're sitting around and you're looking at our at our country and our world, and you feel like that uh, you know there's no hope. You feel like maybe things are spiraling downward, and uh, maybe you're those uh, you're like, oh Jesus, just come and take us out of here, Lord, and get this thing over with. You know, God's not done with us. He's not done with America, and He's not done with you. And I hope that uh, by listening to these students today that god will uh, provoke you inspire you and encourage you to step into your calling whatever that might be and maybe that's karis bible college maybe it's not if it's karis Uh, You know, you can call the ministry today. Uh, The number is the same as the prayer line. It's uh, area code 719-635-1111, and uh, they will get you connected with more information. Uh, You can also call in to receive prayer or to uh, purchase any of Andrew's products or materials. But we were having a great conversation here just before the break, and uh, Kim was uh, uh, sharing, Young, excuse me, was sharing about um, you know how Practical Government School impacted you, and you know your time in the school. Uh, I, I'd like to go back to you, Yong, and, and just go ahead and, and finish telling us about your experience.
4: Well, I was saying how Practical Government stands out because you have such a cross-pollination of experts in different fields who aren't necessarily teachers, but they share with you their experience, their strength, their their perspective, and you walk out that much more equipped. And I think that's so powerful. Um, and I, that's why I said I can completely relate to Kim when she said she loved every class. I, I couldn't choose a favorite either. One of, on a side note, one of the wonderful blessings of practical government is with you, Richard, you know, we're used to seeing you on the, on the big stage and you're, you know you're very lawyer-like in class and perhaps you're like this as a, you're probably like this as a pastor as well. We see your heart Mm -hmm. and your love for this nation that truly comes out. Mm -hmm. And that's been such a blessing. That has really been such a blessing. And then when we make that trip to Washington, DC, hopefully they can continue to do that in the future. But to sit in the rotunda Mm -hmm. and hearing the true and real authentic history of this nation from treasures like Tim Barton and David Barton, that is a memory that will, is just ingrained on my soul forever. Um, and I don't know why it is, but you know, I wasn't born in this nation. I was born in South Korea. By the grace of God, I was born into a free nation because of the people that had given their lives for freedom and I'm so grateful. But my parents emigrated to this nation when I was two and I'm so grateful. They they were called by a nation where you could dream and with hard work you could succeed and nothing was impossible. Mm. I didn't grow up with faith. I didn't grow up with a relationship with Jesus until 20 years ago. So I so appreciate what this nation has to offer. Mm. Um, and i've had a similar experience that priscilla had had when i went back to south korea for the first time i was in 8th grade and i thought oh wonderful i'm not going to look like a freak i won't be different because asian wasn't in when i was growing up but they saw american all the way when i was coming down the street <laughs> mm. and i'm grateful for that yeah. i really i really am and and yep. I am learning to embrace my people. Now,
0: uh, Young, you when you came to Keras, um, you had already had, you'd already been to college, university, had yes. degrees, right? And a career and all yes. that sort of thing. Um, and, and that's the amazing thing, uh, one of the amazing things about Keras is that people come from everywhere, all walks of life. All ages from 17 years old up to 90 years old sometimes right my in-laws just enrolled last week and they're in their low 80s uh, and they're gonna come to Bible college wow. it, it's amazing that's wonderful I love it's it. Great. Um, that's wonderful the education that you get tell me guys if you agree with me I don't want to be the one to take the soapbox here but the education that you get is more than just it's not it's not just head knowledge it's not just books right mm-hmm. and uh, doing assignments like you do in normal school it's there's many different things that impact you including relationships lifelong friendships groups yes. that you yeah. god connects you to uh things you witness with your eyes miracles you know uh testimonies mm-hmm. from other people coming from all over the place and how god has changed them and set them on fire and stuff like that so absolutely w- if yeah. god is calling you to charis you know i just want to say um, uh, open your mind because it's not like other places, and the fact no. that Keras isn't, you know, a regular four-year school, or as your mom wanted you to go to, a, you know, an Ivy League, Ivy League. It's not accredited, you know. So some people turn their nose up at us, but we don't care. BECAUSE THAT'S NOT WHAT WE'RE ABOUT. WE'RE ABOUT EQUIPPING PEOPLE FOR THE WORK OF THE LORD, AND FOR, AND TO,
4: AND TO PROSPER IN THEIR LIFE. Uh, AND SO, ANYWAY. AND THE WORD SAYS, THE LORD USES THE FOOLISH TO CONFOUND THE WISE, <laughs> yes. AND I AM PROOF OF THAT. YES. AND I'VE HAD THE BEST, I'VE BEEN GIVEN THE BEST EDUCATION, QUOTE UNQUOTE, MONEY COULD BUY, mm-hmm. But. I was a fool Mm -hmm. on so many levels. I needed Jesus as much as anyone ever did. And it wasn't until I had that encounter with the Lord Jesus himself and realized, oh my goodness, you're real. Mm -hmm. I had looked everywhere else first to fill this God-sized hole in my soul. And at one point in my life, I had everything the world said should make you happy, and meanwhile... I. I wanted to end my life, I Mm -hmm. thought I was completely insignificant. And I know that there are people out there thinking, what can I do? I'm just a little nobody. Well, that is a lie from the pit of hell. (laughs) The world needs you to take up your part of the wall, needs your voice. You can reach people that none of us will ever meet. And if you have breath, you are vital to the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise the Lord.
0: Amen. Well, uh, Priscilla, let's, let's go to you next. Um, tell us about your time in practical government school and how did it impact you? And, well,
4: uh,
3: what I guess it was more of being obedient. Like I said, I was cried for a couple of days, three days, maybe a little more than three
4: days. <laughs> but you're but, not crying anymore. <laughs> not
3: anymore. Because I heard a pastor say also, um, I can't remember, name of the pastor but she had said your obedience is connected to somebody's destiny so that at that point i knew i had to be in government school but through in government class that's what i seen in the founding fathers Mm -hmm. their obedience was connected to all our destinies amen you know because they definitely that's one thing that from all the teachers that i got and when they talked about the founding fathers their relationship with jesus the you know they call them atheists they call them bigots they call them all kinds of different names but what i got from it is that as every teacher would speak about the founding fathers i can uh, it's almost it was almost like they were there mm-hmm. they were the founding fathers were there speaking you know um and the relationship with jesus that because they're and we find this throughout the whole bible everybody was obedient, whether they liked it, they felt uncomfortable, whether they were stretched. And I felt I was being stretched in government school. Like, definitely. Mm-hmm. I remember when you spoke. <laughs> it was like, me and, me and my friend, Lauren James, we were like, oh, wow, we've seen the lawyer side. I don't think I want to be on that <laughs> I'm on the opposite side of that. And so, but uh, it stretched. And I and I encourage people, it's like your obedience, if you're being called to charis or to government or to business, do it. Don't mm-hmm. don't hesitate. Even if you have to cry for a couple of days, but do it. Because what he's calling you to is connected to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I, That's right. I find that and we're connected to other future generations. And I've seen that in the Founding Fathers as mm-hmm. as teachers would speak. Uh, in the course, so I guess I found more the relationship that the founding fathers had with the Savior himself um, that formed this beautiful country. Isn't that amazing? Um, And i like a quote that Tim Barton said, you know, because you don't have to be perfect to do what God, because we're not, we're still in this flesh, and we still need the Word in front of us to uh, restrain us and, and, and correct us and that kind of thing, but he said it's not because we're perfect, it's because we serve a perfect, perfect God Amen. who uses imperfect people to mm-hmm. do great things. Amen. Them. And so you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to know it all. Just be guided by the Holy Spirit and, uh, and hold on to whatever word the Lord gives mm. you and you go full force with it because uh, our generations are at stake and we are to be obedient to His word. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, right.
0: Who? That's awesome. Who would think that you would be inspired in your relationship with Jesus by studying the founding fathers? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people think, oh, they're these old white guys in powdered wigs yeah. and you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. But the truth is, they they did uh, know God and it's they moving. did love God, and obeying Him was their highest priority. Yes. And they drew. The, the principles and the convictions, you know, that led to the birthing of America from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's irrefutable. In practical government school, you you just see it you know, every day. That's right. Uh, everything we put in front of you shows and demonstrates that by the time you're done, you, you're you just 100% um, convinced. Yeah. It, that's it, right. The evidence, because the evidence is overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then
3: yes. I learned from the Founding Fathers and my teachers and, and you sharing um, I learned also now with this knowledge that I gained in government school, that I am to be obedient. I am responsible to share truth to people. And the Holy Spirit has um, showed me that even government is a mission field. Right. We are to minister, to influence those Gentiles and, and their rulers and kings. And um, bringing them back to those foundational principles that the government was established on. And so, um, so that's my obedience that I, what I do, uh, working with churches or candidates or communities is never forget first, mm-hmm. most and foremost to share Jesus and minister. And, um, there's some correction to those leaders also,
4: <laughs> which Amen. is kind
3: of awesome. Um, bringing them back though, in love to those principles and, and truth. And so... Uh, That's what I took from government school is to just be obedient because generations are at stake
0: Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's right. Well Tim uh, tell us some uh, our viewers share with you would brother, about Kind of you know, what your experience was like in practical government school. Was it what you expected? Was it uh, more than you expected and how did it change
1: your life? Oh, it was definitely more than what I expected Um, I'm kind of with Priscilla, there is that we we. What got me is the the heart of the founders and how. It, Amen. He, he used he used these imperfect people, but yet he created. I think the most ingenious, perfect system of government through the separation of powers and and so forth and and how he could use those men to do that and and like I said earlier, you know, in there also you've got your answers that you were looking forward to, to some of the questions going on in the culture. Um, um, You've got enough uh, insight from, I, it's, I, I'm with Kim, I, I don't think I could name one class that, I, that would be my favorite. Um, I could say that uh, Richard Harris's uh, judicial was the hardest, but...
4: <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen.
1: I'm still working on that whole uh, fifth thing. Um, but... <laughs> Can you but, say but
4: but certiorari? T-
1: yes, that's... You know?
4: <laughs> yeah. no,
1: not, not in southern vernacular, no. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. But um, that, that was... The thing that I enjoyed the most about practical government was our class, your classmates. They like, like Young said, they come from all these different walks of life and you, they had all these different perspectives of what government was supposed to look like and, 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 and so forth. And, but yet they, we jailed. we, we fed off each other. We learned from each other and I couldn't have asked for, and we still have uh, a very good connection with all our classmates, we still do a group text and everything else, but uh, that camaraderie you'll get and in, 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 in that class is, is amazing. Um, and plus, mm-hmm. it, think about it, you've got David Barton, Tim Barton, William Federer, uh, it, it, the list goes on and on and on and on of, of who teaches in that class, and I, I, it was just an honor to sit and just listen to those guys and gals um, during that time frame, for sure. Yeah absolutely
0: well so folks you're watching today what we're doing is uh, i'm not trying to just promote practical government school uh today it's not just an ad really what i what i want to do is provoke you guys provoke our listeners encourage our listeners motivate our listeners I want those of you who are watching today's program to realize that uh, you can make a difference, you can get involved, you can stand up and go out into the world and into the culture. Whatever God's calling you to do, uh, you're able to do it. And uh, and of course, Karis Bible College is no better place on earth to get equipped uh, than Keras. I I left a 20-year legal practice, uh, kind of like uh, Yong was saying. I, I uh, had reached a level where I was the, um, I was the outside counsel for one of the largest insurance companies in America. I had all of their business for the, the western half of the state of Oklahoma. And, um, and I left all of it uh, And because we were increasingly dissatisfied with life. And looking around going, is this all there is? God, I know you've called me to something better, something bigger, something greater, something more meaningful, an eternal impact. And he began to reveal the ministry of Andrew Womack to us, which led us here to Keras. And changed my life forever, my family's life forever, and is still rippling down through our generations. As I just said, my in-laws at the age of 82
2: That's incredible. That's what just enrolled. My, my, wow!
0: My father-in-law just that turned is 82 awesome. today. Yeah. to meet him. And um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, let me be there first because <laughs> okay. they're characters. No. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, but anyway, we're here and we're talking with Kim Kohler, Young. Ulig. Ulig. Ulig? Ulig. Ulig, sorry guys. Uh, Priscilla Lua and Tim Robertson, all practical government school graduates, and we could have had a whole bunch of other people up here too today because there's so many uh, uh, graduates that are out there doing amazing things. Yeah. Kim, I want to I come back to you and ask you um, ask you this now, uh, when a student goes to practical government school, what should they expect as far as the curriculum goes? What are some of the courses and some of these amazing guest instructors?
2: Well, what I tell the students is what we stand on for our foundation. So we teach biblical worldview, you know, it's not Colorado worldview, a biblical worldview that they can take anywhere. Because we even have students that come in that are from international, you know, they're international students. We're going to teach a Christian heritage of our American government. They're gonna learn about the fo- the Founding Fathers. We're teaching the Constitution. We're teaching them how government operates, practical skills, and field study. Excellent. And so with that, we have so many courses. Like Richard, your course, you teach the Courts and the Judiciary. Tim mentioned that course. Um, you're teaching a biblical worldview. Um, I'm trying to think of some of yours. Christian heritage. Of American government. You do. Yeah, you teach two courses on that. Uh, one and two. We have the Bartons that come in and they're teaching again Christian heritage of American government. They're really diving into our Constitution. Mm -hmm. Uh, William Federer, wow. World history. Yes, world history. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing. But then we also have the practical side where we bring in Alex McFarland and we're learning how to to speak, how to make our next speech matter. We have a whole course on that. 16 hours we spent learning about how to to do a good speech. Then we learn how to face a hostile media and uh, Man, that one's really appreciated. I remember I was at um, at one of the events for here in Colorado, Mm -hmm. um, and when Trump, in 2016, when Trump was running, and I was one of the only delegates for Trump, and the media came up and they kept asking me to do interviews. And I did live interviews and I came back to class and I said, Richard, I should have never have done it because they twisted my words. Mm. But now, you know, in practical government we teach how do you hold your how do you hold your own when you, you're facing someone like a joy bear or someone who's gonna be really hard on you mm-hmm. in an interview. Um, and then you know they get field study, they go to Washington, DC. Amazing, amazing trip. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very, very well-rounded program.
0: Amen. Well, that's awesome. It really is. Well, guys, let's shift gears here for a minute and talk about, uh, okay, you graduated practical government school. Now what? What has God uh, uh, done through you, in you? Uh, what are you doing these days after you, you got out? Kim, let's go back to you if we can't because okay. uh, you're the, uh, in that first class and it's been several years now. Yeah. Now you're the coordinator of PGS, but what would you do in the meantime?
2: Well, you know, I started off helping Ben Carson's campaign. That was before school. And then during school, I worked for the Trump campaign. And it kind of just snowballed from there. Honestly, since graduating Karis, I've never applied for a job. I've always been called and offered a job. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been amazing. And it's all come from what I've learned at practical government school, the skills that I had. So I've been able to jump into different campaigns from the local level to to, uh, state level campaigns, help run campaigns. I, you know, I've done a lot of door knocking and training. I've worked for uh, Faith and Freedom, just many different organizations. And it was word of mouth uh, that people heard about me. And it was, and it really was my skills gained in practical government.
0: Yeah, well, you, you know, you did real estate and stuff before coming to practical government. And you're a, you're a great organizer and and that sort of thing but yeah. how did the the what you learned in PGS how did it help you after you got out in terms of the work that you were doing can you point to anything in
2: yeah particular? I would say one of the, the big things was the confidence level feeling like I had the skill to get in there and do what I wanted to do as far as helping campaigns and things mm-hmm. because before that I didn't know anything about government but When I went into a campaign now, I found myself being the one who knew the most in the room. And it was because of the equipping that I got here. Mm -hmm. So I always keep telling students when they come into practical government, a lot will say, well, Kim, I don't plan on running for office, but I know God's called me to be here. And I say, but you know what? You may know someone who's gonna run for office. That's right. And you're able to to come up with them and help them. We had a representative recently here in Colorado who was asked to run for office. And I remember sitting in a room with him. He was a pastor. And he was going to run as a state representative here, And he said, Kim, I am comfortable behind that pulpit, but I am out of my element running for office. I need help. And I was able to say, we're gonna help you. We helped him, he won his seat, and he did it. He had a first great freshman year up in Denver, you know, legislating for us. Wow. So it's exciting to be able to take that knowledge and help other people to get into That's a right. position to run for office. That is awesome. But you know, even more than that, um, we have students like Gwen Olin. She was in Tim's class. She's in Oklahoma teaching a Bible study on the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And she said, You know, people come, the women who come to join this study, they're asking, Well, why the Constitution and the Bible? And she said, Because they're interrelated. God gave us our Constitution. So it's pretty amazing to see what happens when you graduate from practical government. But it's that confidence, I think, to be able to get out there. You don't realize it until you're done and you jump out into, the, into something, and then you realize you really know a lot more than you thought you did.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, I got to speak at a conference last Saturday um, on people that teach the Constitution in churches. They're sure. part of Rick Green's program. Mm-hmm. They're Constitution coaches. And I decided to t- to address the subject of why it's right to teach the Constitution in churches, you know. And uh, I, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence on which it's based, you can't really teach one without the other. Mm-hmm. But they're built on God's Word. They That's are right. biblical principles. Uh, John right. Quincy Adams himself said that uh in the in the chain of human history there's an indissoluble link between the birth of the savior and the declaration of independence yes now that that's a head scratcher you got to think about that one but it's true because it was built on the same principles that we hear in the gospel but you know um one of uh one of the things that our graduates do if you know maybe you're not called to run for office or whatever but i i'm reminded of dave riffle Dave was, uh, and Marion, Dave was the coordinator before you, Mm -hmm. uh, after me. He was also in your class, and he uh, and Marion birthed the um, uh, community impact team or culture impact team at Church for All Nations in Colorado Springs, which Family Research Council acknowledged to be the the biggest, most effective CIT in the nation. Right and and I know he's trying to do that back home in Michigan now, and some of our other students have been doing that. So it's not all about running for office, is it? That's right. And uh, well, young, what about you? I know that uh, your gifting and your heart is the, uh, our souls and winning the lost and uh, absolutely working with desperados and Wayne Lurch.
4: Everyone uh, wants to be part of a ministry called the Desperado. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <laughs> you guys wear six shooters. and
0: <laughs> Yeah. uh, When Wayne, Wayne, uh, just let me say this real quick. Wayne, when he came to practical government school, I remember he he's an evangelist. He knew he was called to win souls, but he also knew that God had called him to practical government school and he wasn't sure why Mm. Uh, he was just being obedient. But I think his testimony now is he would be able to tell you how it helped him. What's your what's your story at this point?
4: Oh my goodness, it's just been an amazing journey. And for those of you that are watching, so many of us want all the answers to our questions right now. (laughs) But I just really encourage you to do the next step. The next step God is calling you to do. And having done the next step for me, which was to move here, attend Karis, attend um, Practical Government, opportunities open up for you. And then you allow the peace of the Lord to do the next step. But I have been so privileged to be a desperado all these three years. And we are literally saving the world. My, um, we had gone to Kenya. You know, only God would have you go to Africa to save America. Uh, but he, he does that, but the word says take care of the least of these, the orphans and the widows. And when we had made a complete, full commitment to supporting, we don't call them orphans, they know they have a heavenly father, we have a children's home there, and the widows, the numbers of miracle, miraculous healings, baptisms in the Holy Spirit that happened over online before we even got there in person. Um, God is amazing, and I'm realizing how we underestimate his faithfulness, his power and his love for each and every one of us. Literally, and now there's a team there. I mean, I know Wayne was um, going to, Pastor Wayne was going to be on this program, but they're there for five weeks in Kenya and Uganda. And even before they had gone there, the Lord had had us to, um, to broadcast a radio program 30 minutes because half is in English, half is in Swahili. And basically it's the gospel in a nutshell. Breathe in the Holy Spirit and whatever disease or illness you have, no matter how long you've had it or the, that of your loved one, will be healed. Mm. Do you know how faithful the Lord has been with that word? everyone has been healed. Uh-huh. And then it's after their healing that they have felt the impetus to go to, they find their way miraculously to our children's home to give testimonials uh-huh. or call the number. Praise God. So over 200,000 people had been healed. These, these, and this God. is an underestimation. Wow. And we've goodness. had 14 raisings from the dead. They're, they're in the hospital. We had um, placed our hands on the doctor that oversaw oversees, Dr. David oversees two government hospitals. And he sees the worst of the worst because he's in oncology. And he also serves the poorest of the poor. He goes, I know your numbers are underestimations because a lot of my patients are not showing up for their appointments. Wow. And he said, when you're the poorest of the poor in America, you're still rich in the world. Mm. When you're the poorest of the poor in Kenya, you're really poor. Yeah. So we started distributing radios. Yeah. They couldn't afford the $5, $7 for the radios. The numbers exploded expo- exponentially. Mm. So. You know, just do the next right thing God is calling you to do. Wow. You will be amazed at what God does through you.
0: Yeah. So my, uh, my son, uh, oldest son, Drew, is now serving with European Initiative, uh, which is a missions organization in Europe. And uh, he's gone to France now and is in language school uh, uh, studying French uh, so that he can establish a base in Paris there. But he told me he went through practical government school. And he told me, he said, "Dad, the 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 things I learned in Practical Government School are the most valuable things I got at Keras to equip me to be on the mission field." I was like, "What, really?" He said, "Yeah, because um, we learned how to think. We learned about worldview, which helps me understand the people that I'm talking to right, on yeah. the street and how to minister to them." And uh, you know, he drew one of the, for example, one of the courses. There's more than one, actually, but you in PGS you hear from uh, Kamal Saleem and you learn all about Islam and John Blondolo and all of that, and and so Drew can go um, uh, face to face with Muslims on the streets of Europe and and he he's telling them what the Quran says. (laughs) They don't even know. right? And and, you know it's just amazing. So so if God is telling you, you're exactly right. If God is telling you, then then he knows why he's telling you, and you need to be obedient. Priscilla, what? uh, now, you now are serving with me in, yes. in Truth and Liberty. And uh, can you share a little bit about whether Practical Government School has helped you be better equipped for what you're doing now and, and what you see yourself doing in the future? Uh, oh. Which will be a long time with Truth and Liberty, yeah. right? That's what <laughs> yeah. you see, right?
3: <laughs> That's what I see. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. So <clears throat> I think Government School definitely helped equip me, going back to um, what he called me. Um, yeah. You position my people. You position me. So the question walking into governments, so I was like, okay, you have me here. How am I gonna identify your people? Hmm. He gave me Exodus 18:21. Okay. And come to find out, it's in the Founders' Bible, and you know, uh, David Barton talks about it and all that. I was like. Oh, that's that's pretty simple. So he was already speaking to me about that scripture, and it just confirmed through the classroom, uh, just identifying leaders, um, uh, able men, God-fearing men of truth, hating covetousness. And as we know right now, they're not able, they don't fear God, they hate truth, and they love power and gain. And so that's the kind of leadership we have now. Amen. That's and right. so <clears throat> right now, uh, what I've, and that's what I got out And as a, you send me out to the mission field in 2021, 20, I think when we started all this and and you give me a specific city and, a, and I had to walk in faith because we were all trying to, we were like newborn, newborn birds trying to <laughs> figure out it out, out and, and fly. And so, but, <clears throat> but what I learned and what, the government, it's just the leadership um, going back to the founding fathers, what their leadership looked like. And so it was more the leadership and the scripture uh, that definitely um, amplified within me um, to identify and help those ones and identify God's people, God's real people, not all these ones that, just say the name of Jesus, but they don't have no substance behind it, right? And so now on the field and I go out there in faith, I pray and I ask, all right, the Holy Spirit, show me, give me another leader, show me which one, uh, which church to talk to, what community leader to talk to and, um, um, yeah.
0: Well, so, uh, we, guys, I did it again. I'm sorry I missed our break. We, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm over the line here. I need to interrupt yeah. you and, uh, sh- and uh, go ahead and go to a break here for our viewers. We're going to share a little bit, of a few announcements, and we'll re- be right back in about 90 seconds. I want to follow up with Priscilla, and then we're going to hear from Tim Robertson about what he's doing now in his ministry. So let's go to a break now, about 90 seconds, and we'll be right back. We are the antidote for what's happening in this world. But you need to see beyond the physical, and I believe that the greatest days of the church are ahead.
1: God has a word for you. God has a plan for you. And God is raising up an army that knows how to fight the right fight the right way.
2: Were created with a purpose, written in the heart of God, long before you were born. He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience his unconditional love, to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer.
0: Hello, everybody. We're back here now on the Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show, and uh, we're, we're just having such a good time here, conversation that I keep forgetting to watch my clock. <laughs> so, but it's really great, and I hope you're enjoying it too. What we're doing today is talking to graduates of the Caris Bible College Practical Government School about God's calling, how He brought them there, what their experience was like, and now how is He using that education that they received uh, to change the world? And we were talking with you you, Priscilla, and, and uh, you are serving as the uh, manager of field operations for truth and liberty. And uh, and you are going across the state of Colorado, meeting with pastors and leaders and activists, uh, helping uh, with our various things that we're doing to um, transform Colorado is what we're calling it. And uh, you're saying God's just going before you. You're putting your faith in him and he's leading you and giving you favor. Um, and are you, are you able to use the um, the knowledge that you acquired in practical government school in the things that you're doing.
3: Uh, actually, yes, um, it was uh, also with the pastors um, that I think they can't put two and two together: the moral law and civil law. Um, they believe that it's separate, mm-hmm. but the civil law, uh, the moral law, made the civil law, mm-hmm. and so when society starts to violate. civil law this is why it's important to have righteous leaders in position because in the overflow of rules and policies come out of that and so when we have an unprincipled leader uh, that puts unrighteous law um, in moral law then It becomes civil law and so then society starts violating the civil law and there's no consequences Mm -hmm. and this is why we have chaos and I think they're starting to understand that this is why you have chaos in your community Mm -hmm. because you're not intertwining that uh, that the moral law is a civil law and we need to teach all truth Um, you know you shall not murder, you shall not steal, all of that is a civil law because there's consequences. There should be consequences in the natural. And also there's uh, um, uh, them understanding that it's a spiritual to, that people can hurt themselves spiritually and hurt others spiritually and hurt them in the natural when we Mm -hmm. start violating that civil law because they're actually violating the moral law. Yeah. And so I think the intertwining and them getting that understanding. So that's kind of what I got. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, that's Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments.
0: Yeah. And one of the biggest challenges we face is getting the church, pastors and leaders in the church in America, to um, change their thinking and realize that um, we don't, as Christians, we don't live in a bubble. We don't have our own thing going here where we can just, you know, praise the Lord on Sunday and expect to fulfill the Great Commission. We have to engage the culture because life is not. You can't separate everything into little buckets, right? And be nice and neat and tidy. One thing affects another, yes. and and the, how the government yes. goes definitely affects the culture, the thinking of people. And that thinking influences how receptive they are or not receptive to the truth of the gospel. And on and on we go. But that's for another day. Uh, I want to talk about practical government school. And Tim, I'd like to go to you next and and just kind of throw the same thing to you. Share with our viewers, if you would, you know, about What you're doing these days i know you've got some uh, exciting stuff going and uh, how has practical government school equipped you for what you're doing
1: oh wow when i when i left class i i I was kind of baffled i was like why didn't i know some of this uh like the the how a bill is passed and the role of congress and so i took some of that uh, information and I, I come up with a little constitutional crash course that uh, I put together. I formed a little ministry called Freedom Field Ministries. I get I believe that if uh, your spirit filled, you should be freedom filled because where the Amen. spirit of the, the spirit Lord of the is, Lord there's is, this thing, is. there there's Liberty. freedom. So you should, yeah. you know, and um, and I put together a little class, and we've done Rick Green's uh, constitutional live in class, and you will learn a lot from that. But I said I want to strip it down to the basics. I want to do it in a three or four hour segment. I want to be able to teach it to Boy Scouts and youth groups, and mm-hmm. and, and and probably politicians. They probably need it more than anybody. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and come out with a little crash course that can just you know understand how we were formed, the how our government structured. Um, their job description, because basically that's what the Constitution is. It is not about a list of rights. It's about what they're supposed to do, what they can do, and what they cannot do. And um, I come up with that, and I, I've been doing that in, in churches um, around here. And, and then I come up with a, another little crash course. Uh, I, I call this a socialism crash course. And uh, Kim uh, was so I, I was so honored this past May to actually teach uh, both of these courses in Practical Government that uh, um, because we, we look at the culture and we see these things like woke we hear the word woke I mean what what is woke I mean who was this guy named Karl Marx I mean I mean can socialism produce equality I mean will it end racism I mean those are the questions that everybody's hungry for but it seems like there's no answer so I put together a little I say three or four hour course but it could go on for days about it and um, and and that's basically what I'm doing I'm getting involved with my local chapter here and um, as far as the, the political party and 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 doors are opening I'm seeing God move and and it's it's amazing I, I feel like everybody should know the absolute basics of, of how the country was formed and uh, and and how brilliant you know these 247 years of, of, of independence of uh, uh have created our society. You
0: know. Yeah, that's great, Tim. Thank you for what you're Amen. doing. Thank you for stepping out there. Um, now you've got a website, I think, uh, for this ministry that you've started. Well, give us that website, would you?
1: It is a uh, freedomfield.org. It's uh, freedomfield, just like spiritfield.org, and uh, you can find more uh, information there. I, I, you know, we learned in class that 90 percent of the church goers wanted to hear the culture spoke out of uh, against but 90 percent of the pastors wouldn't want to say it so uh, okay. if if you're uh, i'll i got wheels i'll travel if if you feel like you're a pastor that needs your congregation to learn these principles um if you don't want to say it i'll be glad to say it and i i'm uh, Try to do it as tactful as possible <laughs>
0: yeah so you've got so your thing is on the constitution it's a three or four hour course and then you've got one that you've developed also on woke ideology and socialism that's about it, it, three or four hours and you yeah. could go longer if they wanted you to <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. awesome so guys if you're interested maybe you live in the area or even if you don't um, and uh, go to go to Tim's website, learn more about what he's trying to do. And Tim, do you have a place on there where people can uh, reach out to you and, and maybe even support you financially?
1: Uh, yes, there's a way you can donate. Uh, and there's also a subscribe button, uh, button where you can, uh, I, I want to be able to set up the events and, and let you know in advance where I'm gonna be. And I'm, I've got some mailers that I put together. Uh, and I'm trying to get in touch with some pastors and you know how it is when you start your ministry, but uh, you wish you would have put a little bit more gunpowder in the back of the uh, barrel before you pulled the trigger, but uh, it's been (laughs) an awesome ride. I'm I'm super excited about what God's gonna do. That's wonderful.
0: Amen, amen. Well guys, let's just, uh, we've got about 15 minutes left in today's show and I just wanna thank all of you again for coming on.
4: That flew by. Um, uh, Well, you did, yeah. Flew by.
0: but for, for our viewers today, you know, they, they can't come to practical government school. They're not uh, or they don't feel that God's calling them calling them here. What in your mind from everything you've seen? What are some things? Just give me one thing. Just going to go around the bend here. Give me one thing that everybody out there ought to be doing in your mind to influence our culture for Christ.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm throwing a curveball at you.
2: Yeah, that's all right. Well, one of the things I would say first that everybody should do to start with is to read David Barton's book, The Original Original Intent. Okay. Go to your library, buy it. Whatever you need to do, but it is a it's a really good book that will help them to really start to understand. Original intent. Yeah, original intent to understand. And then I would say is just get involved. Find a place to get involved. You know, you can. We're on election season coming up, so there's a lot of campaigns you can get involved in. Um, There's a lot of places that you can serve. You can be a delegate.
0: You to could, the party to, convention. To the party
2: convention. Yeah. I'm serving right now my fourth term as the vice chair of House District 15 in Colorado, and it's it's not a hard job that I do. I, it's it's not a paying job, it's it, but it gives. I, I'm in there and I'm able to see what's going on in our local government. So get involved locally. Find a way that you can get involved. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and there's lots of uh, there's lots of organizations around that even if it, politics isn't your thing, yeah. maybe. Maybe you care about the unborn. Uh, you know, you can go volunteer at a crisis pregnancy, yes. or a pregnancy resource center. Maybe you care about uh, human trafficking. May- we all should care about both those subjects. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever your thing is, maybe it's low taxes. You know, why don't you yeah. look up? Uh, Americans for prosperity, see if they need any help you know there's all kinds of there's no limit to the organizations yeah. out there. You can go on truth and Liberty's website and find a list of our strategic partners and and uh, uh, you know um, just no limit to the number of groups out there that need your help. Mm, yeah. What do you think, young what's one thing if you had to tell people that you could do to change the culture?
4: I think so many people don't realize that you're here on purpose you know. It doesn't take a spiritual person to see the darkness that's happening in the world. We are living in unprecedented times, so you matter. You are very much here on purpose, and the world needs you, this country Mm -hmm. needs you. So I want you to just really accept that in your heart. And God bless your in-laws, and at their stage, they are starting again. It's never too late to to start. Um, God's not done with you. If you have breath, God's not done with you. Mm So just do the next right thing God is calling you to do. You are so vital. You're so important. You're so necessary. And you're welcome. You are welcome. We need you. So that's what I really want people to understand. So many people have put their dreams on a shelf, and they thought, well, that's over. I missed my chance, or, you know, the door is closed on that. That's a lie. Amen. Dare to dream again with God. Mm -hmm. He will work through you in ways you would have never even yet dreamed possible. And he's the one that placed those dreams in your heart to begin with. So he loves you and he's equipping you. And I just hope you do, you show up.
0: You know, Young, uh, you you hit on two things that that remind me of my journey coming to Karis Bible College. Uh, I remember Um, The first time I set foot on campus uh, was for men's advance in 2012. And um, I remember sitting there with a couple of buddies that we came up from Oklahoma, and Dave Hinton, you know, you know who Dave Hinton is, right? If you've ever been to Men's Advance, you know who Dave Hinton is. He's still coming, big cowboy who plays the guitar. He makes the, the guitar. guitar look like a ukulele. He's so big. <laughs>
1: oh,
4: he's wonderful.
0: He says, "The Lord." He, I'll never forget these words because I'm sitting there because I was contemplating this calling that you know God was calling me to the ministry, calling me to minister the word, and I did not know what to do. You know, I had this legal practice and a family and all of this, and I was like, God, I, you know, and I had tried twice before to get into the ministry and it didn't work. And, uh, and all of a sudden he takes the stage and he says, the Lord told me that 2012 is the year to take your dreams off the shelf. Just exactly what you said. And it was like a wet rag right in the face. I was like, God, he's talking to me, you know? That was the beginning of our journey to consider coming here. And um, one of the hurdles we encountered in our minds was, I don't know what to do. How do we do this? You know, right. and the yeah. Spirit of the Lord spoke to us and said, "Just do the next thing.
2: That's it. Whatever
0: is on your, whatever it comes Amen. to your mind as to the next step. Amen. Write that down. Do it." and then I'll show you the next and the next. Yep. And you know, that kind of mindset continued until I was probably halfway through my first year here, because going, I don't know what to do, you know. Uh, and but,
4: look at you now, you yeah, the director. You're <laughs> the director of practical government. Yeah,
0: so, uh, well, Priscilla, um, what's your one piece uh, of exhortation or advice for people that, you know, they, what, what one thing do they need to do to change the culture?
3: Um, going back to what I just said that Quote that pastor said, your obedience—that's what he requires mm-hmm. people to do—is if you get a word, um, hold on to it. Um, whether it's in business, um, uh, in government, in education, in the medical field, um, <clears throat> hold on to that word and go full force. Um, in the Old Testament, you find a lot of war stories where um, they get directions and they go into enemy camp and there's going to be some of you called into enemy camp. You just have to lean on the Holy Spirit and just walk it out in faith and he will show you the next step and the next step. Um, and walking out that obedience, it does feel uncomfortable. It does feel a little scary. Uh, it's unknown but he is with you and i know he's been with me and i've had favor in the sight of men and um, praise god um, because it's all in faith but uh, be obedient to what god has called you to and there's tons like him saying like to uh, people like how do i get engaged in my community Um, as i'm out on the field i see parents they find school boards, they find uh, city council boards, they find uh, uh, chambers of commerce, Mm -hmm. and there's actually a state medical board if you're into the whole vaccine and all that stuff. Um, People don't actually show up at those, it's unfortunate, but they are out there, every state has them. Um, And then you'll find your little niche, whether it's the medical field, whether it's the education field, whether it's uh, city government, but attendees learn. That's actually a classroom in itself. So Mm. just sit there and and ask the Lord, Lord, is this where I I need to be? Uh, Do I need, I remember in 2019 when I started this journey going to school boards. This is before the whole COVID thing and crickets at these boards. I was the only one there. Hmm. They asked me, do you have kids here? No, but the Lord told me to be here. (laughs) And I mean, even, the previous... Priscilla, (laughs) you
0: you actually started um, uh, volunteering to help students read, learn to read, right? You would read with elementary and junior high and high school. So
3: there's opportunities to volunteer actually. You go to your district administration website, Uh, whatever district you live in, there's a volunteer tab, you fill out the application, you go through the process and you're in the schools. You're either helping in the library and counseling and reading, uh, filing, papers, uh, getting kids to classroom. Um, and at the same time, you're praying there. Uh, that's one thing that I never stopped was just praying for these kids, praying for oh, the schools. Yeah. And I gained favor with principals and teachers and uh, previous school boards that when there's a vacancy, there's one district, i um, <clears throat> not gonna say what district, but <laughs> they even uh, said like, oh, there's a vacancy. Uh, would you like this seat? And I'm like, uh, why? this was in 2019 I'm like well I'm not too familiar I'm just learning and so even the enemy you'll find favor in the sight of the enemy and he will even position you and because you have the light and so that those are some things that you guys can do to get engaged in your community just volunteer especially the schools public I know some people just get your kids out but there's kids there you know, there's still kids there. And I think the church needs to get into enemy camp and feel a little uncomfortable and start evangelizing just in a different way. Uh, these kids need the light. Uh, they might not have it at home. And uh, and those are the future generations Amen. Still Amen. Future
2: I love that.
3: So,
0: Thank you. That's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are inspiring me. Uh, Tim, what do you think, brother? You've, you've been out a year now uh, from PGS and you're, uh, grabbing the tiger by the tail there in North Carolina. What what kind of exhortation do you have for folks who are watching about what's one thing they can do to change the culture?
1: Well, I think the girls summed it up. It's the, the bad thing about going forth is that everybody says the good stuff. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's, it's, it's really. I should have given you at least one spot. Oh end. no 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 that's great. I, what what you take a, amazing group here. of girls. Yeah. But. Um, it's like Young said, it's, it's the next step. It's the next step on the ladder. And, and like Priscilla said, is don't be scared to get involved. It, how I got involved uh, initially with with my local party is they had a book club. I said, okay, well, let's, let's read a book and let's get together and discuss this. And, and you don't necessarily have to lobby a politician. You're, you're just getting involved with your local chapter getting involved in the issues. Um, your school board's important. Uh, I'm very fortunate that we are a very uh, red district here, um, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm thankful for that. But there's, there's, there's places that we can go and places we can search out where God needs us and, and you know, just be sensitive. I, I think the main thing is, as far as Christians, we kind of need to get our head out of the sand. Mm-hmm. If we just want to stay uninvolved, uh, it will change drastically. So our, our main thing is, even in the small things, get involved and you, you'll see it makes, makes a major impact.
4: Yeah. Yes, there's nothing too small. How, yeah, you know, on that point,
0: how important is it to realize that it's not, not all up to you, it's not all up to me? This thing of changing America, it doesn't rest on any one person's shoulders, does it?
4: No, yeah. but your part is vital. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: right. Every single person's role is important. Mm -hmm. Um, But some people, they look at it and they think it's too big and they don't ever even do anything. Take the
4: first step. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So, uh, yeah, and you mentioned several times taking your place on the wall. I think you're alluding to the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah,
4: absolutely.
0: Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. He didn't do it. It was the Jewish people. Every family took their
4: part of the wall, a weapon in one hand and a tool in the other.
0: Yeah, that's right. And um, all right, so you're listening. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. Well, um, this has been an amazing program, you guys, and I just want to say again to all of you who are listening today. Thank you, first of all, for tuning in. Thank you for being a Truth and Liberty member and supporter. If you're if you're not a member of Truth and Liberty, you can help us continue to do what we're doing and actually do even more. There's so much more that we wanna do. We need your help in order to do it. Just go on our website at truthandliberty.net where you can sign up to be a member by uh, making an automatic recurring contribution of $5 or more per month. And uh, we won't be upset if you give more. <laughs> so, uh, but you can help us begin to uh, change the world, elevate truth, exalt Christ in the culture. Uh, and I tell you, God's doing great things. And, and what we're accomplishing here in, in Colorado and other places we wanna take all over the nation and uh, you can help us and you can be a part of that. Yeah. The other thing is uh, if you're not a subscriber, just go to our website and, and click subscribe, share your email with us and you'll begin to receive all the amazing information, blogs and other stuff that we send out every day uh, here from Truth and Liberty that will e- enable help begin to enable you to be like these ladies and like Tim, uh, starting to make a difference in the culture. The other thing that I wanted to mention is if, if your heart has been pricked by the Lord today about Karis Bible college and practical government school, uh, there is still time, uh, for you to get enrolled and to make it out here to begin classes in the fall. Uh, there's also an option for students to begin in January. Uh, uh, you know, if you don't have any, any Uh, better way. I encourage you to do it in the fall if you possibly can, but uh, go to the the website at karisbiblecollege.org. Check out information there about how to enroll. And also you can call into our prayer line at 719-635-1111. And we have ministers standing by who will pray with you, encourage you, uh, steer you to all the uh, places you need to go to get all of your questions answered and uh, help you along in your journey. So um, God bless you all. Uh, Thank you so much much for watching today. I want to say a special thanks to CTN for carrying the Truth and Liberty Livecast uh, and also to Andrew Womack for his vision uh, in uh, founding Amen. Karis Bible College yes, and the Truth yes. and Liberty Coalition as we are all blessed to be a part of changing the world for Christ. Thank you guys and we'll see you again next time on Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining today's
1: Truth and Liberty Livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and
0: organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more
4: Truth and Liberty.